You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you right across Australia live from Hobart, Tasmania and also today from Launceston with David Maxwell. Welcome, David. Good to be here, Jason. Yeah, awesome. What have you been up to, David? You've been busy in the last week? Oh, very busy. Yeah. I feel like the weather's just getting colder and colder. I think we had two degrees here this morning. We had quite a bit of snow on the mountain down on Mount Wellington here in the south of Tasmania this week. So uh, definitely uh, we're starting to see winter. Now, uh, before we uh, hear from you with a little interesting story, I want to just remind our listeners about the Live More Project. We're running this right across uh, in different places around Tasmania. The Live More Project's a health and well-being uh, project. It's a 10-week um, one-hour program per week where people get together, they watch uh, some information by a, a very... Um, knowledgeable doctor about health and well-being it's lifestyle it's exercise it's uh, to do with happiness and and mood and all that sort of thing and i believe uh, you're running a program up in launceston do you happen to have the dates uh, in your mind or yes yeah. i do jason we are starting on monday the 31st of may we're starting at seven o'clock at the talbot road activity center 127 talbot road in launceston and we've got a really great offer at the moment for those who register for the people from the public who register for that program they are able to get a a subsidy a discount where the normal cost is 75 dollars per person and it even that is a really good deal for what you get in this program. Uh, it's being subsidised, and there's a the actual cost is fifty dollars per person. So register as soon as you can. Spaces are limited. Awesome. So that's live more. And if you want to get more information about that, you can text our show number. The word live more. Our show number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And you can use that number anytime throughout our throughout our program to ask a question or give us some feedback. Uh, but in this case, if you text the word "live more," we will send you the information to or the link where you can get all the information regarding the Live More project, and you can register for the Launceston event or any of the others that are operating around Tasmania. So, uh, David, you've got something interesting to share about your past experiences. Yes, yes. As I've uh, mentioned in previous weeks, I spent about nine years in the Air Force as an aircraft mechanic, or for those in the know, airframe fitter. And towards the end of that time, and now being an airframe fitter, you don't have a pilot's licence, but I was able to, through through knowing one of the pilots, I was able to, about two weeks before I, I discharged from the Air Force or got out, I was able to go up for a fly in a, a PC-9 turboprop trainer. It's the, the aircraft they used to use to train pilots for, um, for the jets that they used to fly in. And so it was, it's a very fast little plane and it pulls up to about five and a half um, G-force. You have to wear a G-suit and all of that. You know, it, it's quite a, an amazing little aircraft and it was taken up by the pilot uh, who I knew from another place another squadron and he he took me through this series of aerobatics and I was just amazed being able to go through these aerobatics that you only usually see in an air show yeah so he did the first lot of aerobatics and when he finished he said to me how are you feeling and I was okay so I said I'm good 
So he, he rolled straight into another set of aerobatics. So he did figure eights, he did outside loops, stall turns, all sorts of stuff. And by that time, my, my stomach is starting to turn a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I, st- I was still okay. And then he said to me, um, how are you feeling? And I said, oh, I'm all right. <laughs> and straight into a third set. By the time the third set was finished, my stomach was all over the place. And uh, I, I said to him, he said, how are you feeling? And I said, oh, I think you better stop. And he says, okay. And then he handed over. He said, do you want to have a fly? Now, that was the pinnacle of an airframe fitter's experience, in my, in my experience anyway. And so he, he was sitting in the front. I was sitting in the back. You follow all the instruments. He tells you where to fly. And you hand over. You know how to fly, but you haven't had the experience. Yeah. And I, I thought this was fabulous because I didn't have to pay for a pilot's license, and yet I got to fly for about 20 minutes. Yeah, and of course, I guess you felt safe because he was in the front seat. Well, exactly, exactly. And and then after about 20 minutes, I, I felt my stomach just wasn't settled and, and, it, and it wouldn't. I, I don't know if I should share this or not, but um, the contents of my stomach came up into the bag and, uh, and I said, you better take over. He says, yeah, yeah, no worries. He took over and uh, I emptied my stomach and then uh, he, I said, oh, that's better. He says, you're right, you're right. And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. He said, oh, we better go back then. I said, no, 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 I'm good now. You know, it's like after you've been sick. He goes, no, no, we'll go back now. And when we got back and landed, uh, I realised as I came out of the aircraft and people are cheering, this is what he used to do. Uh, He used to, people he would take up, he would purposely He would purposely do it, yeah, okay. So I was quite privileged that it took him three lots of aerobatics to make me sick, but (laughs) there we go. That was a great experience. You're a bit tougher than the average, perhaps. Maybe, I don't know. (laughs) So uh, just before we uh, get into this week's program, and uh, I know you're going to do a brief summary of last week's program, I just want to remind our listeners that there is a Faith FM app that you can get on the Apple App Store. Um, Faith FM Australia and you can also get that on an Android phone or tablet as well uh, the Faith FM Australia app and from that app you can listen to any programs that have been recorded which is most of the programs on Faith FM you can browse our Tassie Encounters website or program and you can go back through and have a listen to our past episodes so mm. if you're interested you can do that you can also use the faith fm website that's just faithfm.com.au and the same uh, features are available you can listen to back episodes etc so we encourage you to do that and even if you're in an area where the fm radio signal is not brilliant uh, the faith fm app is another good way to listen you can listen live and you can listen to the other past episodes as well so, David, uh, let's uh, start with just a brief summary of last week's program. Yes, yeah, so last week uh, and the last two weeks, we've been looking at God's amazing love through the chapter Psalms 23 in the Bible. And we're stepping through it a little bit of a time. And so last week we looked at how he makes us lie down, how he gives us rest, he brings us to a place where we we rest when sometimes we haven't uh, uh, supplied that rest in our own life. And he, he allows us to experience that rest both physically and spiritually. In the week before, that we won't lack any good thing. Mm. Yeah, awesome. Well, we've got just a few minutes before we uh, go to our first break, so I think it's time perhaps we, uh, we pray and then we get uh, into today's program. Yeah, great, thanks. Heavenly Father, we thank you. 
that you're a God who cares for us immensely and you provide the things we need. Speak to us today, we ask in your name. Amen. Amen. So today we're looking at the second part of verse 2, where he leads us. Uh, King David shares in this psalm how and where God leads us. And uh, I thought I might start with just a quick experience. Um, in When I was in Western Australia, in Perth, I, I did abseiling for the first time. I don't know if you've any of our listeners have ever done abseiling. I'm sure some of them might have. And for me, it was a scary time. Uh, when I first went over the edge, as I as I had all the equipment on, and I was leaning back to go over the edge, and there was that period where your centre of balance changes, and you feel like you're going to fall. Yeah. However, I was I was confident that I wouldn't, because I saw the instructor went before me. You know, he he did it first. Yeah. And so because I saw he was able to do it, and he was safe, and I did exactly what he did. I wasn't as frightened. I can't say I wasn't frightened, but I, I wasn't as frightened. And, you know, as, I, as I've seen in Psalms 23 and in other places, we find this image of Jesus, the good shepherd. He, he knows where to lead us. He's gone before us. And in Psalms 23, I'll just quickly read these couple of verses, not the whole lot today. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want or shall not lack any good thing. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. And then it goes on and it says, He leads me beside the still waters. Hmm. So I guess uh, we're going to unpack this a little bit more uh, in our program today and uh, what that means in terms yeah. of the still waters. And uh, we've got some nice music that relates to this as well. Hmm. Um so we might we might go to a break and then uh, after the break uh, we've got lots of more things to to share but just remember our number today 0488880891 and uh, later in the program we'll be uh, giving away a book called When God Said Remember it really relates to last week's program we're going to have a listen now to the sons of Korah we did listen to this a few weeks ago um, but it's a beautiful version of Psalm 23. The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in pastures of green He leads me gently to water still and He restores my soul He guides me always in righteous power of the shadow 
Psalm 23 by the Sons of Korah. Now, David, before the break, you were talking about abseiling and uh, sort of jumping off the side of a cliff. Now, I've watched and seen uh, pictures of people hanging off the side of cliffs, and it it really doesn't make me feel very safe when I think of, uh, you know, just hanging off. Even worse is when people do rock climbing where they don't actually have the the cables to hold them but just rock climbing and they're hanging on for grim life on the side of the cliff um yes. i'm not brave enough to do that but uh, you've been a little bit brave and you've done it uh, before you were sharing so mm. um yeah yeah look it can be a real challenge uh, and and as i relate that back to you know watching in the spiritual sense god leading you through different things as we'll get into it a bit deeper in a moment uh, is there a time when when you've actually felt led, guided, yeah, carried almost? Yeah, look, there's been many, many, many. Um, 
But uh, I'll just share one quick uh, example. It's only a very small part of my uh, journey, but uh, in in 2008, I was uh, I had a lump in my neck, and uh, I had that biopsied. And the same day, my GP rang me and uh, quite concerned that it was metastatic melanoma. Now, if you understand those terms, that means it's mm-hmm. a skin cancer melanoma that's actually gone beyond the, the first stage and spread into the lymph system and so that's a pretty serious thing melanoma in 2008 had no real cures and uh, basically surgery was the only option but what was amazing was that uh, I was able to get in to see the specialists in Melbourne in the public system, I didn't have private health insurance and in the public system I was able to get in, this was Friday and by Wednesday I was seeing the specialists in Melbourne and uh, lo and behold on that same day, they had a cancellation of all of their operating theatres because of flooding. Mm. Uh, but there was one theatre was still um, in, you know, in going order, and uh, they scheduled me for surgery on Wednesday afternoon that that day. So I, I just feel like, you know, even though this was a bad thing that was sort of happening, but God had, you know, His hand leading all the way preparing and and making this uh, a quick exercise to get through which typically in the public system is not so uh, seamless and not so quick so i really felt that god was leading through that time yeah that that brings a real depth into leading um uh, jason because in the hebrew it, it's not just leading in the english we would say you know if we're if someone's leading us they're walking in the front we're walking behind like a hike Mm. But in the Hebrew, it, it reads this this part of the verse reads towards waters of rest. He escorts or transports me, and and so we're going to just look at that word lead. You know, escort or transport. That's what it's talking about. To give you an illustration of that, when I was in the Air Force, uh, we had a, a a time when our officer came and said we need two volunteers. <clears throat> now we were always taught never volunteer well this was an unspoken rule of course never volunteer because if you don't volunteer you reduce the risk that you'll be picked <laughs> but if you volunteer you're it yeah so no one would volunteer and eventually uh, they said well come on we need two volunteers so me and another fellow uh, raised our hands he was a david as well david Lindbergh, who you might remember charles Lindbergh, um was a very uh, famous aviator um some time ago so he had the nickname charlie right. uh, so charlie Lindbergh and me we raised our hands and the officer said well that's good thank you for volunteering we need you both to escort some young ladies at a beauty pageant a country beauty pageant and then everyone wanted to volunteer of course <laughs> but um, what we had to do in this escorting was we had to we had to pick up the ladies dressed in our full uniform. We had to pick them up in an Air Force car. We had to drive them to the pageant, and then we had to escort them down the aisle, as their name was called, and escort them back. And then we had to look after them for the night and deliver them home. So all of those aspects of um, escorting somebody, looking after them, protecting them, is the same as what we find in this word lead in the Hebrew. Mm. You know, um, you, you, you see there's a connection between that leading and the, the kind of leading that perhaps a shepherd might do. You know, we, we're dressing in our full uniform, we're taking responsibility for them, we're picking up 
the the ladies we're keeping them safe we take them to the 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 night we make sure that their you know their parents are happy that these young ladies are looked after and then they're they're gotten home at night as well Mm. um this is the context to escort transport or provide we actually did all three there you know we we picked them up and walked beside them if you like literally we we made sure that they were taken from one place to another and they were safe Mm. and then we also made sure that we provided that protection for them yeah And, and i see this is how god does it for his sheep as well yeah you know a shepherd a literal shepherd you think about what happens with a literal shepherd he he makes sure his sheep are walking beside him. Yeah. You know, he doesn't just push them ahead and that's the end of it. No, he makes sure that it's safe ahead, mm. and he opens the way. You know, he'll, he'll make sure that there's no dangerous beasts. Uh, we talked about last week that he he actually builds a safe place for them to drink the water, if you like. Yeah, so and it I'm, goes before. I'm, I'm just um, you know thinking too that. Uh, the part of the job of the shepherd is also to find uh, places where there's there's food for the sheep, isn't it? And I'm also thinking, I don't know, you've mm. spent a bit of time in Queensland. Um, there's the, uh, what do you call them, drovers, is that right? Where they, they yes. drove the cattle to find yes. places where there's good food for the cattle. And, uh, you know, they, they're not just, um, as you said, driving them, you know, to get somewhere. They're actually looking out for, you know, where's a good place to be. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, even even modern shepherds do that. And so as we relate that back to how God is with this word lead, it means he does more than just go before. You know, he, yes, we know that Jesus lived here on the planet, um, you know, nearly 2,000 years ago, and he walked this experience, this human experience with us. And we, But we don't just follow behind him. You know, that would be the English sense of leading, but but the the spiritual, the Hebrew sense of leading is more than that, you know. It's it's so much deeper. And I see it quite nicely in that example that I use for escorting. You know, there was more to the escorting. Yeah. I didn't just pick them up and, you know, hold my arm out and they put their hand in my arm. That wasn't the end of it. You know, I had to make sure the whole night was safe for them. Yeah. And, and we felt quite proud to do that. Yeah. A modern shepherd... It will, he will do the same. You know, if there's a, a problem with one of the sheep, he doesn't just push it with the stick. You know, he picks it up, puts it on his shoulders and carries it. Mm, yeah. And and sometimes that's what we need, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's really a good picture, isn't it, that um, when we think about this in the context of God, that... He's not just leading, but he's there walking mm. beside us as well. You know, as you said, yeah. escorting. He's, uh, he's with us every step of the way. Yeah, and, and I see this, this theme is being built on, you know, because at the beginning we said, he, I, I shall not want for all, I shall not need any, I lack anything that I need. Mm. So he makes sure through these other verses as he takes us to the green pasture and he, he makes us lie down and he gives us this, you know, the still calm waters, he he is actually providing. He's a provider. Everything that yeah. I need. Yep, absolutely. Now, we've been talking about shepherds. We've been talking about uh, drovers and things. Now, this reminds me of country, uh, David, and our next song is a bit of a country feel to it. Hmm. It's the, uh, the old hymn, He Leadeth Me, but it's done in a bit of a different style. 
uh, sort of country bluegrass. So I'm looking forward to listening to this. Uh, it's called He Leadeth Me, and it's by Candy Pearson Shelton. He leadeth me, oh blessed thought, oh words with heavenly comfort fraught. Whate'er I do, where'er I be, still tis God's hand that leadeth me. Of deepest bloom Sometimes Where Eden's Bowers bloom By water still Over troubled sea Still tis His hand That leadeth me He
Okay, David, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you like country music? I don't mind it at all. There you go. Well, there's a bit of country for us. That sounded good. Yeah, awesome. Um, so uh, just reminding our listeners of the number for today, 0488880891. And a little bit later in the program, we will give you a code word for this book, which is called, I've just got to find the name of it again. I've lost it. Uh, do you have that in front of you, David, the name of the book? Yeah, the name of the book is... When God Said Remember. Remember, <laughs> I found that's it. right. That's uh, right. I lost my track there. So When God Said Remember, and uh, it's just a, uh, a book about some of the topics we talked about last week. It talked about rest and uh, also talking about how God leads us and how he knows us best. So we'd encourage you to... Uh, Text us in later when we give you the code on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. So, David, we were talking about God's amazing love, how He leads us, He He escorts, transports, He provides. That's all mm. part of this word, or the meaning behind the word. He leads us, and how He mm. demonstrates His love to us. Yeah, that's right, Jason. So, you know, we've been looking at this, uh, the original meaning of this word lead, showing that it's the shepherd escorting. It's like the shepherd escorting or walking alongside the sheep. Um, we've seen that the image of the sheep refers to those who follow Jesus. You know, we saw that in some of the other Psalms we've looked at. And and the the beauty of this is that it also applies to me. Jesus doesn't just send me out alone, but he goes with me, you know, like I had to escort that lady up the up the 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 hallway mm. you know that the presence of the holy spirit's always with me and he and he's promised to never leave us or forsake us we see that in hebrews and deuteronomy but it's more than just leading walking beside or escorting us you know it's also transporting us yeah you know, it's a bit like carrying you know yeah. um, and and i've got a good example of that is that in 2013, I went to uh, back to Israel and Turkey and some of the what, what they call the Bible lands. And there was a, a local driver who was arranged. You might remember that in 2013, there were a lot of kidnappings in Egypt. Uh, there were some uh, buses that were um, commandeered by, by terrorists and the people who were on the the tours were in danger and so you if you if you went for a tour there you really had to have a local tour guide who knew the area and was able to watch out for those things be aware of those things that were happening mm. and so we had we had a really good tour guide that took us everywhere we went you know we all we were concerned about is doing the things we needed to do for our study tour getting up in the morning, having our breakfast, getting our things ready for the day, and then walking out to the front of the hotel and the bus was there. We got onto the bus and went where we needed to go. We didn't need to worry about getting there. Um, some of us had a good sleep on the bus, I can tell you, but you know, we didn't have to worry about getting there because he transported us, he took us, he carried us and, from and one place to another and we were safe. And sometimes we need a rest too. <laughs> <coughs> You're right. On the bus, we do. Yes, yes. So, so when we see this is this is the part of the word, uh, the meaning of the word lead, is that 
it's a transportation. You know, Jesus transports me, carries us through life, Mm. if we let him, that is. And often we want to do it for ourselves. We want to get off the bus, you know, and walk. I don't know why, but we do. Yeah. And and then when it's tough, he carries us. and we don't really have to do anything. You know, there's the picture and the story you've heard of footprints in the sand. Yes, that's a popular one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, where, where one person was, was distressed. As he looked back in the difficult times of his life, he only saw one set of footprints. And he, he was concerned, and as he prays to God, he says, you know, why, why did you leave me at the times when I needed you the most? And, and God says, no, no, that, that wasn't what happened. What happened was those most difficult times in your life was when I carried you. Mm. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and this, is, this is how we, we see how people of old are able to hold up or were able to hold up under such immense trials while others fold. Um, you know, they allow God to carry them through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, beyond just the leading and the transporting or the escorting and transporting, there's also the meaning of providing, um, as as you mentioned rightly earlier. You know, as um, parents, those of us who are parents, you provide for your children, you work, or some might say you slave to provide for them, regardless of their response or how they treat you. You know, it's, it's inbuilt in us to provide for them you know it's it's what we want to do because we love them and jesus does the same you know jesus does the same he not only escorts us and at times carries us to the still waters that we talked about last week but he provides those waters of rest as it says in the hebrew when they're needed Mm, yeah so um because the Lord is my shepherd, he escorts, transports, and provides. Yes, so that's all three, right. all three things. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't just lead us anywhere, though. You know, some people think, well, I don't know where God's going to lead me. Maybe I'll end up over here, or maybe I'll end up in that place. Uh, and I had a concern with this when I was called into ministry. When I was called into ministry, I had this, I had this fear of God. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say this on air. Maybe someone will send it. <laughs> but um, I had this fear of taking my family to a place, uh, a country, um, an environment that was unsafe for them. And so this was a concern that I made a matter of prayer. And, and I found that God gave me a very direct answer. He says, you know, you don't have to go to some unplaced safe, uh, unsafe place to be able to serve me or serve that particular type of people or Mm. whatever it is that I might call you to do. You don't necessarily have to go to an unsafe place, but besides, I'll look after you anyway. And, And so for me, that was really, really comforting that he knows where he wants to take us. He knows who we are. You know, and and he he knows what we need. Remember, you know, when we go back to that first verse, the Lord's my shepherd; I shall not lack any good thing. I shall not want, and and that was just so meaningful for me that in this verse that he says he leads me beside still waters. I know that the place that he leads me, the waters of rest, 
are going to be good for me, good for my soul, good for my, my person, good for my Christian walk, mm. and just good for me generally. Yeah. It's, it's so often, isn't it, that uh, after we, we go through difficult times, there's a lot of uncertainty about the future, um, mm. and sometimes, I guess for me personally and the experiences that I've, I've had, it's actually been those times that has made me come to the understanding that I have to actually just rest in those times and and trust that God has a plan for my life that's actually good for me. Yeah. Let me share a story, if you don't mind, uh, Jason. Yeah. I think we have time before break. Yeah, got a couple of minutes. I, when, we, when we left... Queensland. So I was working in a, a Chinook squadron. It was a big um, helicopter. We've still got a few of them in the Australian Army now. And they closed it down because the Army didn't want to maintain these helicopters. The Air Force, sorry, the Army didn't want to maintain them. The Air Force didn't want to continue maintaining them. So they just said, well, we're going to put them in mothballs. And because there was a bit of angst in the group, um, because it was a tight-knit group, uh, we were given the option to go to any place in Australia where there was an opening for our trade. And I ended up in Perth. Now, we didn't know... Well, I, I knew one person in the entire um, state of Perth. Um, and when we got there, we were looking for somewhere to stay. And we looked at the Air Force houses. And I don't know if any of you have seen military homes back you know, back in the day, 30, 40 years ago. They weren't real flash. Yeah. And so we looked at these and, and we drove around some of the empty ones and we, we selected what we thought was the best-looking one of the boxes, And if you know what I mean. And, and when we went in to um, get the key and go and look inside, they said to us, you're, you, you know, you're in luck. Now, I don't believe luck's got anything to do with it, but they said, you're in luck. There's some houses that the military is purchasing in the suburbs, and we have two available. You could go and have a look at them. They gave us the address, didn't have the key. So we went and we had a look at these two houses. One was a really nice six-year-old double-brick home, lovely house in Perth suburbs. So we thought, oh, that's the one we want. And then, then it, you know, my conscience pricked me a bit. Well, maybe that's not where God wants you. Go and have a look at the other house. So we did. And it was in a run-down suburb, and I... I just really didn't like the look of it. Um, mm. You know, all the grass was dead around the place. The other, the other one was quite new. This one would have probably been twenty years old. So, over that evening, we had to come to the place where we thought, well, you know what? If that's where God's leading, we'll take it. We'll take either. Mm. We went back the next day, and we asked them for the keys, and they said the one, the key for the one in the rundown suburb, the key, the house had already been taken. So we said, we'll take the other one. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, God knows what you need and he provided, but we just had to come to the point of acceptance and trust. of accepting either yeah. way. Yeah, awesome. Well, it's time for a break. And uh, just before we go to the break, I just want to give that number again, 0488880891 for the book today, When God Said Remember. Or if you've got any questions or queries or feedback about our program, you can text us in on that number. Now, we've been talking about God leads us beside the still waters. Uh, this song talks a little bit about that. It's actually called Still. And that's by Hilary Scott and the Scott family.
believe that you were God alone But sometimes I still try to take control Cause I get scared when I can't see the end And all you want from me is to let go Fantastic song, still. Now, I promised that we would give you the code for today's free book, and that code is AMAZING2, just the word AMAZING and the number 2. No spaces, AMAZING2, for the book that says, that is titled, When God Said Remember by Mark Finley. Now, David, we were talking earlier uh, about this word lead and how it really encompasses transport, escort and provide, but Mm. there's even more that you want to share about this. Yeah, thanks, Jason. What a great song that was. Hey, letting go and letting God lead, that can be a real challenge in our lives because we want to control it, as I said before, get off the bus if you like. Mm. But, But there's more than just the leading in this verse you know we we read that it's he transports me 
mm. beside or to the waters, the still waters, the waters of rest, as it says in the Hebrew. So this tells us that God wants where where God wants to take us. You know, He He wants to escort or transport, carry if need be, um, to this place of restful waters. I don't know if you've ever been to a place where the waters are quiet or restful, but it's very peaceful. It's very peaceful. Yeah, it is. Mm. You know, perhaps you've been down beside a quiet stream sometime. Yeah. But I've been to a place right here in Tasmania. This is a good plug for Tasmania, I think. I've, down in Coles Bay. I've, I've been I've been waiting. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, yes. David. I've been waiting for some of our, our presenters to share about their experiences in Tasmania because our oh, program fantastic. is called Tassie Encounters. It so is. I'm looking forward to your uh, story here. Yeah, so we went to, we went to Tasmania. Um, we came down to Tasmania in 2016. We had a two-week drive around. We ended up just after a few days in a place called Coles Bay. Mm, now, on the place. opposite side of Coles Bay is a place called, is it Champagne Bay? Uh, uh, wine, glass. wine Glass Bay. Wine Glass Bay. I'm yeah. thinking of Vanuatu. Yes, yeah. so Wine Glass Bay is uh, just on the other side of Coles Bay, mm. and it's a fabulous place. Spectacular. Yeah, we camped on uh, in the camping area in Coles Bay, and we got up in the morning and we we walked down this lovely little beach, and it's just this wonderful alcove that's protected, and it's still, really still. There wasn't a breath of air, mm. and the water was reflective. You you can imagine, you know, seeing those pictures, mm. and it was just so refreshing really refreshing for us you know god knows how to give us rest or take us to those places that refresh us you know he he goes before and he also prepares the way as as i alluded to earlier a shepherd knows how to do this now a shepherd when he's leading his sheep around they often go beside rushing streams and and the sheep don't like the the rushing bobbling water because it's you know they're quite um they're quite afraid of those noises. If you've ever watched a sheep, um, they they recoil from noise. Mm. Now, this is something I used to like to do, but I, I'm probably not very proud that I used to do it. When I'd drive from place to place and I'd see all the sheep, I would honk my horn as I was driving, and the sheep would run away. And when one starts to run, they all run. And to me, it was just fun, but I, I feel for the poor sheep these days. <laughs> I don't do it anymore. But my, my wife says, <gasps> why do boys always want to torment animals? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, you know, cats and dogs, we, we, uh, we yes. like to see how animals yes. respond sometimes, don't we? Yes, that's right. So we know that the rushing water or those, those noisy sounds scare the sheep. So what the, what the shepherd may often do, if he can't find a still stream, he'll go and he'll put some rocks around, uh, make like a, a, an artificial dam, mm. and he would then allow the sheep to come where it was still and they were able to drink the water. Mm. Now, that's, that's a beautiful analogy to me of what God does for us. You know, he, say, he says that he's going to go before us, prepare the way, and make available that place for us to be still, to be refreshed. Um, in well, Actually, one of the Psalms of the sons of Korah in the Bible, Psalms 46.10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. Mm. And I shared in a previous um, uh, broadcast that, you know, I find those times of peace in the morning. You know, I find that that time when there's no sounds around me, 
and it's just early morning, nice and dark, and it's, you know, you're sitting in the peace and quiet with God. This is when I'm able to connect the best, and it might be different for different people. Mm. You know, God is a God of peace, and even these sons of Korah could attest to this. Now, you may, may or may not remember any of our hearers that Korah, there was a rebellion of Korah, and yet the children of Korah continued in that belief and trust in God. And, and I think there's much more to the story of the sons of Korah than we see in the Bible. But nevertheless, it's something that, uh, that illustrates that beautiful, beautiful time with God. Yeah. So it's nice to be physically refreshed. But that's not the only reason we follow the Good Shepherd. You know, yeah. The reason we follow is because he leads me to living waters, living waters. Now, while I've still got a couple of minutes, I want to share in Revelation. <clears throat> There's a very interesting chapter in Chapter 7 of Revelation. In Chapter 5, we, so I'll just give you a quick overview. Chapter 5, we see that Jesus is the one who's worthy to open this special sealed scroll because of his victory over Satan and, and sin and all of that. In Chapter 6, we see the results on earth, the things going on, uh, when, it, when each of the seals is broken. Uh, it's opened in heaven and there are things happening on the earth. And then there's this interlude, if you like. There's another vision given that explains what's happening to God's faithful people at this time. And the people are symbolically numbered. We know it's symbolic because there aren't those 12 tribes of Israel today. And we see that that their characters are also described. And then in verse 17, let me just read verse 17 for you. This is Revelation. This is looking towards the end of time. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne, that's talking about Jesus, the Lamb that was slain, will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of water and will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is why we follow. We follow because he's been faithful in leading them and he takes them to the final rest, carries them, if you like, to the springs of living water. And here... In, um, in, and in other places, we see John even makes it clear that this living water is the Holy Spirit. So the sheep follow because they know that they're being provided for and they're being given everything that they need. And so we too know that Jesus provides what we desperately need, what we desperately need. He, he provides the power and strength to overcome through his living water, the Holy Spirit. He gives us rest when we need it, um, with quiet times, you know, able to drink up all of the Holy Spirit that we need. And then he even carries us when we are so exhausted physically, mentally, spiritually, and not able to do it ourselves. If we, if we have that desire to keep following him, and, and it's there in our hearts, but we're just totally broken or failing in some way, he picks us up and he carries us. Mm. And, and like that abseiling that I used, he's gone before. We, we've seen that Jesus went before us. And so we know that it's safe to follow. The Lord is my shepherd. shepherd. He escorts, transports, and provides for me or leads me besides the still or living waters. That's what I wanted to share today. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, sometimes I guess life can be, even amongst the busyness and chaos, we can still find that sense of peace. 
Mm. And uh, whilst, you know, we've got this imagery, imagery of still waters and, you know, that's, the, you know, it's much easier to find uh, quietness and peace in amongst that, but it's much harder to find peace during the difficult times and the and the busy times. But God actually promises to take us through those as well. Yeah, and I think people will, if they, if they text in and get that book when God said, remember, they'll find another thing mm. that God provided to help us on this journey as well as our Good Shepherd. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, we've given the code to the book. If you've missed it, it's amazing two, amazing two. That's the word amazing and the number two uh, by Mark Finley. And you can text that to 0488 Now, David, uh, you're up in Launceston. What's on this weekend? Yeah, well, this weekend at the Launceston Seventh-day Adventist Church, 127 uh, Talbot Street, from 10 a.m. we're looking at a very, very interesting topic. Uh, if you've ever wondered uh, where where this earth is heading, what's going on in the world, what's ahead for us, and, and why, more importantly, we've got a, t- um, a, a really interesting talk entitled The Dragon and the King. I know that you'll find it really, really interesting. Okay, so if you're in the area in Launceston, you can pop into 127 Talbot Road uh, from 10 a.m. I think the main service is at 11. Is that right, David? The, That's the, correct. The message yeah. when you're speaking as well. That's right. Um, and next week on Amazing Love, your program next week. Tell us just yes. a little bit about that. It's entitled, He Restores Me. As we look into the next verse in Psalms 23, what does it mean to be restored? So if you want to know what it means for God to restore us, tune in next week. Awesome. And our next program with David Leo on Monday, that's Monday after the weekend, is titled The Woman at the Well and his uh, program series called Encounters with Jesus. So I'm looking forward to that on Monday. I hope you can join us both Monday and also next Friday with David Maxwell. And remember... Please text your questions or go back through some of the past episodes and uh, if you want to pick up some of those offers, you can do that. You don't have to be listening live to get those offers, 0488-880-891. Well, we hope the rest of your day is great. We hope that you find peace and stillness wherever you are and uh, we just hope that uh, God is with you over this weekend as well. Mm.